I think I'm just trying to top myself. And whenever you're just trying to top yourself, instead of being creative, you end up with really generic movie sequels. Yes, exactly. Segway. Really forced. (laughs) Shit. Much like this opening. Hello. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Waffle Press Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me today to continue a fun Shark Week retrospective on the Jaws series is Matthew Garingo. Matt, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing peachy. Well, how, why? Why is that peachy? Peachy? Why? Um, because I just got some pizza. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah, fuck everyone. And Armageddon was on at the pizza place. So. Oh, okay. Is that a positive or a negative? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's that's good to hear. I'm I'm glad you're doing peachy. At least it wasn't Deep Impact. What's the matter with Deep Impact? It sucks. <laughs> That's just there's that, that's a problem that film has to overcome is that it sucks. <laughs> you know what? Fair, fair enough. You know what movie doesn't suck? What? Fucking Jaws. Jaws. Yeah, still, man. After that episode, I went back and watched it two more times. Yeah. It's just oh, it's so fucking good, and there's so much more I want to add to that episode, but it's, yeah, it's already. Yeah, it's there. It's done. It's clocking in at nine hours, I'm guessing. Uh, uh, I trimmed it down from a year, so it's all good. Well, you know what's so, not the best movie? Mm. In all the vast and unknown depths of the ocean, how could there have been only one? I, oh boy, Jaws two. This is this is uh, a weird little movie. It's not weird in in context or anything like that. Just like it's one of those sequels that doesn't need to exist at all. Mm-hmm. It's just a a business decision because the first Jaws made like infinite money for its time. Yeah, and then it's. I, I, I don't feel that excited to talk about it until the, thing. the later portion of it. There are specific things I, I want to talk about it with that I'm excited, but like as a whole, I'm not excited to revisit this for a discussion. Well, here's the thing. Anyone listening, if you haven't seen Jaws 2, like, of course, I hope you've seen Jaws, if not, what the fuck. But if you haven't seen Jaws 2, go out, watch Jaws 2, and then try and comprehend that that's the it's the best jaws sequel <laughs> cuz the only saving thing is that the sequels just get worse and worse so it kind of elevates jaws too because fuck is it a downgrade <laughs> from jaws i mean good lord it's like uh, they get astronomically worse from one another Mm-hmm. The quality decline is unbelievable. Like, if you thought the Alien movies got bad, like, it's <laughs> fucking nothing compared to this. Yeah. And I mean, and this is just, but a part of it is that this is a product of a time where sequels weren't really a thing. Like, you know, major franchise. Like, now we're so used to any movie that does moderately well gets a sequel these days. Because that's how the business works. <laughs> but back then, like, you know there weren't too many franchises. 
I mean, like Godfather wasn't, it was Godfather part two, you know, there's the Planet of the Apes films. There's the Sting 2, which is just terrible. <laughs> so no one, you know, this is even before Empire Strikes Back. So, like, the idea of sequels is a new thing. Blockbuster sequels, anyway. Yeah. And yeah. so what you get with this franchise is a, is a studio that just doesn't know what to do with its franchise. Not that there probably were many options, but, you know... I don't think you could have done a real good Jaws 2, even if you tried as hard as possible. I don't want to pivot too hard, but I bet if Jaws had been made today, and it was as good as it was then, right? Mm. Obviously, the the sequel gets more action-heavy. It goes the Aliens route, because every, mm. every movie like this gets goes the Aliens route now with bigger and more. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I wonder how that would work instead of... Because none of the Jaws sequels do this, where they add more sharks. It's just one shark every time. Yeah, that, that, that's actually a direction you'd think they'd maybe go in. Um, but they never got to it, I guess. <laughs> um, actually, no, there's technically two sharks in Jaws 3. Um, I don't remember this at all, so... There, I, I'm it, don't worry, to... it, but there's only one that's actually killing people. Oh, fucking stupid. Um, you'll, you'll see when we get to it. Um, it's such a stupid like plot cul-de-sac, but whatever. Um, we'll have to save that for Jaws three. But but the thing is, Jaws two kind of does do the aliens thing, where it's kind of it's Jaws, but a little bigger, and bigger in all the wrong ways. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I think more people die in this movie than Jaws. And there are there is more action in it, and they, they this movie goes to ridiculous lengths to try and like make it seem like the shark is more intimidating than the first shark. <laughs> like it gets scarred, so it looks like you know a gnarly monster shark. Oh, see, it's so B movie. Yeah, and and like you know, there's the part like an orc, a dead orca whale, you know, washes up. And it's like, oh, the shark, you know, it would have to be a massive shark to take this thing down. And like, they, there's just, but it's all like boring ways to try and make the shark intimidating. <laughs> like the shark doesn't really do anything that scary. And it looks terrible. That's the other thing. Um, there's a shot in this movie where it uh, like rams up against someone's boat with its mouth wide open. And it comes like right at the camera. And it looks just awful. You know what scene I'm talking about? I know exactly what scene you're talking about because I wrote down, in theory, this should be, like, that's the money shot. Like, I think that's the one they use in all the trailers. So, like, when they put it back in the film, I don't know if this is true, but when they put it in the film, like, that that quality, like, drops significantly for those couple frames. Mm -hmm. They just kept showing it all the time, and they're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, the shark looks really bad there. But that should be... A holy shit moment that like makes you jump out of your chair. Mm-hmm. It's but there's no holy shit moments in this movie. No, not um, not. it comes close once, but it and it's not even a scene with the shark. <laughs> so, um, it's the scene where uh, Brody goes out and finds the dead body, um, on the bit of wood that's out there. Because it's just a really weird scene. Like, you know, why it it doesn't totally make sense that Brody would go out there, but 
Um, but it's kind of a good, it's a little bit of a good shock moment. It's no Ben Gardner's head popping out, but um, it's a nice little moment. Other than that, the movie's terrible. See, I don't, I don't feel that it's terrible. I just don't think it's very good. I guess. I mean, it's serviceable enough. You can watch it. Um, it's only like bad on rewatch. Like it's not a movie I'd want. I'd revisit that often. I have no interest in ever rewatching it again, but I don't mm. hate it. And yeah, it only really suffered. I mean, it's not, it's not that well directed. I just think it's, it's like borderline competent at times, uh, but it really pales in comparison to Jaws, which is one of the best movies I've ever made. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, I, I don't want to say it's totally unfair because when you make a, a sequel to a movie that good, you have to know that you got to put in some quality that you can't just like pump out some bullshit. I mean, you could and people will go see it, but if you want to keep making that money, you have to really try. And the problem is that, you know, often studios don't. Well, this is, a, I mean, honestly, Jaws 2 is kind of a new breed of movie when you think about it. It's like the first really like, since the studio system collapsed to be like a design by committee studio film. Like there's no one vision going on in this. movie. I mean, not, not that like most movies are like all movies are a collaborative process, but this is very much a, a product. And it's the first movie to really do that in a long time because blockbusters are now a thing after jaws. So, you know, it's a studio going, we want jaws, but again, <laughs> And so you can't get a director to be like, well, like maybe we do a more psychological film. You know, I mean, one of the ideas you could do a Jaws movie that didn't even have a shark in it. Like it's like a real just character study film. But no studio wants that because they want the shark, you know. Mm -hmm. um, do you know anything about the production history of this movie? Uh, I know slightly a little bit, but I want to bounce off that really quick before we do that. Okay. You know what would make this movie so much better? If it's the what? first half is just that psychological thriller, like like the whole thing being psychological and not having a shark, that's really cool. But obviously, no one would do that. So the first half is just whether or not Brody is paranoid about um, the shark attacks. Still, like he's suffering like PTSD or something. And then, yeah, oh yeah, there is the shark, but no one believes him because he's been acting like a whack job for so long now. You know. Yeah. Yeah, if you put, if you made this like a Rosemary's Baby type film, where you know, like he's constantly like, and you make the audience as paranoid as him, you know, where like you can't really tell what you're seeing, you know, like maybe it's really there, or maybe it isn't, like maybe it really is in his head. And then that scene with the body that I talked about, you know, that I said is the one almost genuine scare moment in the movie could be the turning point of the film. You know, that's the moment where we suddenly realize, oh, there really is a shark. You know, like yeah. that's that that would be the bridge. And then what does Brody do when he's the only man, that, you know, is like can fight this thing at this point. But they didn't do that. I mean, a good thing you could have done would be like, you know, you could bring Richard Dreyfus back, who said no to this movie. Um, and you could have had him even disagree with Brody, you know, like like that would have been an interesting moment. If like even Dreyfus is like, hey man, I think you're losing it, and then have Brody be one man standing by himself. But I mean, yeah, there's a great movie buried in that, but they didn't do that. Yeah, fuck nope. 
um, mostly because there's no real great vision going on here. Yeah, uh, Spielberg said, like originally way back during the production or like pre-production, that like uh, making a sequel is like a cheap carny trick or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even he wasn't interested, but I think that was more like the the production struggle that he had and like the the hell. Yeah, I think a lot of the. Uh, yeah, I think the fact that making Jaws was a complete hell <laughs> maybe dissuaded him a little bit. Uh, did you hear about the, the two sequel ideas that he discussed at one point, though? Well, I know there was the Indianapolis prequel um, that supposedly Spielberg wrote a draft on his own. Um, well, uh, there was the, the production of Jaws 2 was very rocky, and at one point they reached out to him at the beginning and he said no, and then towards like the middle of pre-production, they reached out to him again and he said, well, let me try and write this Indianapolis script, which was, um, there's a couple people tried to do the Indianapolis story and the studio said no, because they wanted another Jaws movie. They didn't want an Indianapolis movie. Um, but I don't know what other one he might've done. Uh, well, he, he didn't partake in it, but it was like some, some old interview where he mentioned that the studio was plotting to do a story that involved the the kids of Quentin Brody hunting a new shark. Mm. Yeah. And that, like, that's it. That's like the only blurb on that, that possible. That's story. pretty, that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, um, especially considering good. that it's like three years. At, this movie coming out, came out like three years after the first Jaws. <laughs> But so I guess it would have to take place in the future. That's old studio thinking, though, because monster movies pull that shit all the time. Like if there's a sequel to a monster movie that came out the next year, it's always set like 15 years later. <laughs> like they used to do that shit all the time. So uh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> um, but do you know about the first director for this movie? Uh, I can't say that I do. Even though there was a first director. Yeah, it was... I always want to say Hitchcock. Was, mm. was it Hancock? I think it's Hancock. I don't remember his name. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, this, well, all right. So the script for this was written by uh, a guy named Carl uh, Gottlieb and Howard Sackler. Sackler did the first draft of Jaws the first Jaws, but wanted to be uncredited because I don't think he really believed in it. Oh. And he also knew he could only, he was only going to be available for the first draft. So he was like, look, I, I don't want to put my name on this because I'm not really going to be able to follow through with it. Um, and then Carl Gottlieb rewrote his script. And then there were constant rewrites happening on Jaws um, by various people. Even Spielberg did a couple drafts, but Carl Gottlieb gets the main credit. Um, so for this one, it was both uh, Sackler and Gottlieb. Sackler wrote at the beginning. He tried to do the Indianapolis script. The studio said no, but then Sackler wrote a draft of Jaws 2. Uh, the first director they got wanted to do a more depressing film, I guess, would be the right word. Um, he wanted to do the logical follow-up to Jaws, which is that... <laughs> After the events of Jaws, the town of Amity is, like, about to go bankrupt. <laughs> like, businesses are closing. Everyone's leaving. They can't, like, no one's coming back to the beaches um, because of all the bad publicity from the first movie. Um, 
that's the only real details I know about the script is that it was going to have a bit of a darker tone, but that the studio was constantly trying to change what he was going for, which he resisted. Um, Lorraine Gray, who plays Brody's wife in the script, was married to Sid Sheinberg, who was the head of Universal at the time. <laughs> and Sid Sheinberg kept saying that his wife needed a bigger role. Um, and the fucking director was like, fuck that. <laughs> and no offense to Lorraine Gray, but she's not a great actress. Um, she tries her best, but she was never super great. She's all, she's all right, but she's not like a carry this movie type person. Um, and I guess his refusal to give her more scenes <laughs> led to him getting fired. According to him. I guess he was very antagonistic with the producers and the studio and the writer. I'm very similar to a certain situation going down in Hollywood right now. <laughs> um, so it's interesting that one of the first uh, commissioned blockbuster sequels is playing out like a very modern blockbuster sequel spinoff, whatever. Um, so that guy was fired and then they brought in another guy. <laughs> who uh, directed this movie, I guess. <laughs> I guess if you want to call it what he did. Um, uh, this guy, Janot Swark? Sure. I, I There's like a 90% chance that's not how you pronounce that. Uh, He's a French director, I believe. Yes, who would he later brought- go on to direct Supergirl, Santa Claus the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to see some very uneven film, <laughs> check out Supergirl and Santa Claus the movie. There's some French stuff in there. Um, and he also did a movie about bugs that, like, explode. Oh, yeah. Bug. Yeah. I didn't see that one. I missed it. Um, I've seen that movie. It's, uh, it's 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but whatever. Um, somehow that some the producer saw that and said, "Get this guy for Jaws too." Um, the actual truth is, no. He did a bunch of night gallery episodes, and a lot of the people who worked on Jaws worked on night gallery. So they're like, "Hey, we can get this guy." Hmm, that's interesting. And Spielberg also worked on night gallery. So, um, I guess it's they were hoping they could strike lightning twice. <laughs> Get an untested director and give him a big movie. And also, so, but then when they brought this guy on, they were going to rewrite basically the entire script. But they had to shoot something. So the guy just said, his logic was, well, I'll shoot some action scenes for the movie and that'll take a while. And you guys just write the script around these scenes. And so we'll have time to, you know, flesh out all the characters and stuff. So I think the scene with the, 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 uh, what is it? The, the fucking boat that blows up. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's the second kill, right? Yeah, it's the second kill. They basically filmed that whole scene just so they could buy time to rewrite the script. And Carl Gottlieb locked himself in like a hotel room for like a month and just rewrote the whole movie. Oh. And put more focus on the teenage characters. I wouldn't call it focus, but okay. Well, his his idea, I think, was he wanted to do American graffiti mixed with Jaws. <laughs> that is, I mean, 
that's a that's an idea i don't know if he's ever said that but that's the vibe i get like you know a bunch of kids they're like instead of cruising with cars they're cruising with boats why not (laughs) that feels like a like a max landis thing like oh i'll take this genre and this genre and it'll be like Mm. kooky fun but then there won't be like any ideas driving it it's just like oh wouldn't that be cool and then it's like never cool yeah yeah, basically. Like, it'll, it'll hit all the beats your script is supposed to do, which is what this movie does. It hits all the right beats. It's just not terribly interesting. I mean, I guess for, like, a, a slasher movie, you could do a lot worse. But you sure shit could do a lot better, too. Yeah. But whatever the fuck. You brought up a good point of that you think the direction is the big fault of the movie. Okay, can I like? I'm just gonna break this down real quick. Do it. Um, I'm gonna talk about the whole opening of the movie. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe the first five minutes of the movie because it's basically a microcosm of everything wrong with it. Go for it. So, uh, for one one thing we haven't talked about is that they fucking got John Williams back somehow. Um, he did a completely original score with you know the, the Jaws theme in it, of course. Um, but it's his, it's, you know, it's a different score and it's pretty good. Uh, it's got a weird dreamlike feel to it. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? The opening with like the, it's, it's a, uh, like, like the end of the first Jaws after the shark blows up, it goes like, yeah, that feels dreamlike. This feels like if you watch these back to back, they like connect almost just through the music that way. Yeah. It's almost like John Williams was the only guy who knew what he was doing. Because <laughs> he, I think, knew what direction the movie maybe should have gone. <laughs> he should have consulted um, on the script. Yeah. And all right, and so the opening scene of this movie is two scuba divers going to the wreck of the Orca, the, the boat from the first movie. Um, and, like, you know, if I read this in a script, this would be a good opening for this movie. Um, the whole thing works on the script of like, you know, scuba divers are checking out the destruction of the first boat. You know, it ties it into the last movie. Um, and then they're attacked by a shark. And then you only can see the attack from the flashing of the camera. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if I read that, I'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Watching it <laughs> is a completely different experience because it's so flat and boring. And like the, even the camera flashing, it's it's more just constantly cutting back to the camera and not really taking advantage of the camera flashes. And we see the shark almost immediately. And it's a fucking like it's stock footage. And noticeable stock footage at that. And it's way too bright, you know, like think of all the underwater scenes in Jaws. There's kind of a creepy, like, otherworldly feel to it. And this one is just like, hey, look at everything. <laughs> it's like the director was like, turn out the lights. I want to see everything. And then even then, like, they show the shot when this whole scene's over. They show their guy's boat just sitting there being like, oh, now there's an abandoned boat out there. You know, the eeriness of, like, the stillness. And it's, it, it makes you appreciate how well Spielberg shot the ocean. <laughs> in the first Jaws movie, because it's, like, so bright. And, like, the light is just reflecting off the water really badly. And it's just kind of, like, 
your grandparents' home video of like their trip to Hawaii. <laughs> you know, it's not very interesting. And then we immediately go from that to, you know, Chief Brody. And it's, it's the movie is literally trying to do scenes from Jaws, which is, you know, Brody driving through the town and he goes on that same ferry we saw. And it's, it's basically all those scenes that we already saw in the first Jaws just done wrong. <laughs> like it, it, it's a really great example of just what happens if you're just a, if you just put the camera in a slightly different spot, you change the entire vibe of a movie. Just if your lighting is just slightly different, if your camera angles are just a little different, you can fuck up an entire movie. And it's and it's just a generic scene of now, like suddenly Brody is like, you know, oh, he's late to his wife's thing because he works too hard. Like, fuck you, movie. <laughs> like, it's just that's like the most generic way to introduce a character ever. And then we go to this hotel that's opening. We get the basic idea that somehow Mayor Vaughn is still in power. <laughs> Like, there wasn't a fucking immediate recall election against him. Like, how the fuck did that motherfucker get reelected? I understand American politics are really fucked up and there's all sorts of corrupt people, but you need to explain that more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't even bring that up. Mm. Yeah. No, no, it's never brought up. I mean, there's this real estate deal going on, that, it, and that's basically forgotten about halfway through the movie. You know, like, there's the tension in the first movie of, like, you know, keeping the beaches open. And the beaches are eventually closed, but there's no, like, the real estate deal never falls through, I don't think. It's just kind of like Brody almost fucks it up, and that's it. And then suddenly, oh, he goes and kills another shark. It, it, it's a plot that goes really nowhere. It's, just, it's literally just they went like, well, what do we do instead of trying to keep the beaches open? I guess they're opening a new hotel. That's, I really wish they had gone. Well, I wish a lot of things for this movie, but I wish they had gone with that idea now that uh, the, um, Amity is suffering, like economically. Mm-hmm. That that's yeah. that's cool. That that feels not quote unquote realistic, but like the next step in in the yeah. series. Well, there are two ways you can take this seek this a sequel to Jaws, um, which is one to follow up on the characters. Specifically Brody, because he's the only guy you got back. Because Roy Scheider was stuck in a contract he couldn't get out of. Um, He really didn't want to do this movie, which is weird to think about because he's the only one trying in it. Um, so, So you have to do like a natural progression of the plot, but then you can't recreate Jaws. You have to do a different plot than the first Jaws. It has to be a different beast. And that's not what the studio wanted. And the only other option is to just take the basic idea of a shark attacking people and put it in a completely new setting with new characters. And the studio can never, never wants to separate those two ideas. Like we'll see in the sequels when they're all about Brody's kids, like why the fuck make it about them? Like just do another shark movie if that's what you want. But the studio can never figure that out. It's uh, it's so generic. It's just frustrating. Well, I mean, I, it feels like the movie that all right, like say Jaws again came out today, and we hear all about the production problems, and you know, obviously everyone is assuming it's going to be a miserable failure. And then it comes out, and it's pretty good. Uh, but what you're worried about 
is basically watching a movie like this, where it's not yeah. unwatchable, but it is it is modern blockbuster filmmaking or what modern blockbuster filmmaking often feels like where it's, it's soulless. It's a, it's a movie you see, you tolerate, and then you forget about as soon as you leave the theater. This, this movie has no lasting power. You'll remember maybe a couple moments, but that's about it. It's it's what every Jaws ripoff wants to be. Yeah, or basically, no, no, but, what is not wants to be nothing wants to be this. But Jaws ripoffs are more memorable than this. I mean, did you like see the or- shallows. I did see the shallows. Okay, I think the shallows is fucking great. So I will, I will champion that one as a great Jaws ripoff. The Jaws, is the sh- I mean, the shallows is fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like I, w- I wasn't over the moon about it, but I did like it. Um, Fair. Yeah, go see the shallows if you really need to see a shark movie. <laughs> Don't see open water because open water sucks. I saw that a long time ago, and I have no feelings about it now. So open water, they open water was like they advertised it like I think Leonard Maltin said it's the scariest shark movie since Jaws. So I was like, all right, game on, motherfucker, (laughs) and I went to see it, and it just sucked. It's it's really cheap. It's like it was clearly like a B movie that just got a lot of press. They shot it on like DV cams, and it look and it's not like creative DV cam shooting either. <laughs> like there's literally a scene that's supposed to be. They literally try to do a day for night scene, oh, and it's just they that. just and it's just pitch black, and there's supposed to be lightning, and it's literally just them turning up the light for like half a half a second. It looks really terrible. Um, but on the other hand, there was, there's a movie called The Host, a South Korean film, monster movie, that the quote on the box was on par with Jaws. And I saw that at a blockbuster and I was like, game on motherfucker. (laughs) And I rented it and guess what? It's on par with Jaws. The Host is a really good movie. So check that out if you haven't seen it. Yes, please. From the director of Snowpiercer, the upcoming Okja, Bong Joon-ho. Yep. That guy That guy is fucking awesome. He's great, and The Host is a great monster movie. Um, Jaws 2 is like kind of like Kong Skull Island. Did you end up watching that? Yeah. Sorry. It wasn't bad, but like I said, it's just like, you're like, whatever. I don't know. Half of it, I think, is is really bad and then the other half i'm like there's interesting stuff here but i I think it's better than jaws too i don't know if i can go that far (laughs) um but oddly enough i wanted to mention it but i wasn't sure if you had seen kong skull island so the camera flashing Mm -hmm. kong skull island does that too with one of the skull crawlers yeah and that is really cool they don't do a lot with it there either but that's Mm -hmm. a really cool way to ratchet up attention in a scene and no one does anything interesting with that. Why? Because, like, visually, anyways. Well, it's what happens when you give these movies to just talentless people because you just want to sell a product. It's when you go, Kong is guaranteed to net us this much money, so we just have to get a guy who can just drive this thing to completion. Oh, I, I don't. I don't think Jordan Vogue Roberts is untalented. I think he's got something. I, I think he needs to work on. People talking. Yes. 
That, that's it. Everything else I really like in the movie. <laughs> I think he was fine, but it's just, you know. I mean, Gareth Edwards has his problems, but he makes up for it in a lot of areas. And I don't think the guy who did Kong Skull Island made up for it. You know, Whatever. It also helps that Larry Fong was his DP on the movie. Yeah. I want to see Larry Fong do a, a shark movie now. There's all these ideas in my head. I want to see Larry Fong get with a good director. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Because he's kind of not been with great directors. You don't like Watchmen? No. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't but like, know. but here's the thing: that movie gets a lot of credit for its visuals. <laughs> so credit the right guy. <laughs> credit the three people who deserve credit for Watchmen, which is Alan Moore, Dave Gibbs, and Larry Fong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jaws Two is pretty soulless uh, production committee endeavor, and yet some moments I think are kind of exciting. Not fully, like, they pull me into it, but I'm like, this is fun for a moment. For individual little moments, like um, towards the finale when all the kids are on the boat, the American Graffiti Kids, as you call them, mm-hmm. and uh, they're all just starting to, like, crash into each other and stuff, and it's it's not filmed well, but it feels chaotic enough that I, I kind of get into it. And I don't care about anybody, but I want to see somebody get eaten. Mm-hmm. And well, the moments like that, I think, are work well enough. Well, think about it. If you read that scene in a script, you'd be like, oh, that'd be a great scene. Mm-hmm. And then you give it over to the director who doesn't know what he's doing. And then you get, like, generic, like, it's just by the numbers. Like, it's just boats crashing into each other. It makes sure you see the right things, but it doesn't really do anything creative with any of it. It's like a lot of uh, like a lot of TV direction gets criticized for just showing you everything, but not actually making you feel any way yeah, about what you're watching. It, it's very television, mm-hmm. even modern TV, where it's just two people talking and just have no like visual flair at all. Yeah. And then like a character is morally ambiguous, and people go brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the shark in Jaws 2 is morally ambiguous. Yeah. He eats people, but he, he's doing it to pay for his dad's like medical bills or some shit. Um, <laughs> he's got a code. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's filmed really poorly. Visually, this movie has nothing to offer. But there is one scene that I like a lot, and it it's... It's not visually like inspired or anything, but it's after Brody shoots into the ocean and that guy goes, it's just a sea of blue fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's picking up the shells and everyone's walking away on the beach like, oh, this fucking maniac. Mm-hmm. And uh, his youngest son, I don't remember the name. Is that, is that Mike? Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> okay. Well, the, his youngest son walks over. Sean. Sean is the younger one. Okay. He, he walks over to help. Brody pick up his bullet shells, and it's it's a nice, touching, sad little scene. And Cam from uh, Why Is Cinema actually brought that scene up to me, and I was like, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that, that um, is a good scene. We're watching that. That's a really good scene. It's a good idea of a scene. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's the thing. Like literally, that's an interesting idea. It's it's a good little moment, but it's kind of like it's just shot like it's so bright it's just like hey sunny day (laughs) like that's the vibe you get from that scene 
instead of like this is a tragic moment. And like honestly, it makes you it really makes you appreciate how Spielberg was able to work with all the same elements and get better emotions out of them. You know, because mm-hmm. Spielberg was like shooting with the same lighting, same water, same beaches. Although I believe the all the boat stuff was filmed in Florida. Uh, so and the beach yeah, stuff. The beach stuff was Florida too. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because everyone was like, fuck, because the water was so fucking cold. <laughs> when they tried to film Jaws, they were like, fuck it, we're not doing that again. <laughs> um, but I know a lot of it was still shot in Martha's Vineyard. Because um, they got a lot of those, because a lot of those people in it are locals. And they got a lot of the same people back. So, which they also do again in Jaws 4, but we'll get to that. Oh, fucking. Um, uh, hey, I just want, I just want people to notice. Uh, remember, like how I couldn't shut the fuck up in the last episode, <laughs> and now it feels like I'm fucking like on morphine. <laughs> that that kind of sums up Jaws too. I'm like, yeah, it's the scene it. with the bullets is good. I guess I like to see where Brody's making the bullets. That's kind of a cool, like, dark scene. <laughs> I like the scene. I like the scene when Brody is developing the photo that reveals the shark, which again goes well with the the whole first half of being a psychological thriller. Yeah, imagine like, that. Like if you're an audience waiting with that, you know, mm-hmm. like, and you. Can still, I was just watching. I was just watching. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was. Gonna say, I was. I was just watching Rear Window. The other day, and there's like you know brilliant moments where like characters start learning new information, and like that when like you watch it, you go like <gasps> like watching it like even today it still gets that effect. My little brother had never seen Rear Window, and I was watching it with him, and I could just watch it like working on him. And like this movie has no moments like that, <laughs> and it easily could just change a couple elements. And the camera placement, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I mean, no, just get a different guy. (laughs) John Frankenheimer almost did this movie. Fuck, that would have been good. I'm totally not Googling who that is right now. John Frankenheimer is fucking one of the greatest directors of all time, you motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, okay, I'm a dream candidate, yeah. All right. Yeah, but he also, he uh, also... (laughs) Uh, is he directed the Island of Dr. Moreau in the 90s. He was the guy they brought in to try and save that production. Oh, fuck. But uh, that was towards the end. That was when John Frankenheimer wasn't exactly doing very good. Go see Seconds. Seconds is a fucking awesome movie. Is that him? I <laughs> have the wrong movie name. I, no, no, no. He did, he did it in the 60s. All right. I just wanted to double check. I was like, oh, fuck. Was that someone else? <laughs> you don't like reindeer games? No, anyway. but <laughs> no. Uh, I do. I, I like John Frankenheimer, but he kind of fell off towards the end. Uh, but I was going to say, all right, so you don't see the shark, obviously. The the picture still comes in. Big shock moment, like halfway through the movie. But yeah. you can still do like little hints of stuff, like just in passing people listening on the radio, like another reported um, drowning or a boating accident, yada, yada. Right. And then um, like the whale washes up and. They're talking about how it had to be something big that ate it, and so Brody's the only one that thinks it's a shark or whatever. You still do little inklings of stuff, but you you still don't show it. And well, then, do moments, 
Do you know moments where you see something that you think is a shark, but then you see something else like very similar to it that could easily explain away what you just saw, but don't, but never say if that's what it was. Like, so, cause you have to create in the person's brain, like there's a logical explanation for it, but I'm pretty fucking sure I just saw a shark, <laughs> you know? And you got to do that for like the first half of the movie. I'm telling you, they should have Rosemary's baby it. like just do what that fucking movie did. My God, Cause that movie, so you ne- by the end of that movie, you don't know what you did see and what you didn't see. And that's what makes that movie effective. And I mean, this movie, we would pull the rug out halfway through and be like, oh, there's a shark. Because fuck it, you're gonna need a shark in a Jaws movie. <laughs> but but for, if you did the first half like that, you could make a different. You know who should have directed this movie? David Lynch. Oh, like fucking. I, I, I don't even know if I never Eraserhead was. I don't know if Eraserhead was out, but fucking get David Lynch. Because this is at a time in his career when he could have done a Jaws too. You know, he's doing, like, the Elephant Man and shit. Like, give him give him Jaws 2 and just let him do whatever. And actually, you know what? He did Eraserhead the year before, so. Yeah. So, all right, there's an alternate universe where the, the producers of this movie went and saw Eraser. They're like, we just lost our director. Who do we get to save this film? And they go see a screening of Eraserhead, and they're like, get us David Lynch. And then David Lynch makes one of the greatest film sequels of all time. Yeah, that's that's it. It's it's so hard to talk about this movie because there's just like yeah. nothing to latch onto other than like here's why Steven Spielberg and Jaws one is amazing. It's like literally Jaws two. All I can say is that Jaws two repeats a ton of scenes from Jaws one, and it's all like weaker. So it's literally an example. Like so, some people try and be, like want to talk about like how Spielberg got lucky with Jaws. That, you know, had he, you know, had shit not gone wrong, he wouldn't have been forced to make a good movie. Like, that, oh, it was lightning in a bottle. But Jaws 2 is proof that a lot of the success of Jaws is Steven Spielberg. That's basically it. That's the only value in Jaws 2. (laughs) Also, I guess there's one scene I totally forgot about that is actually the the scariest scene in this movie. Which is when that girl gets devoured whole in front of Sean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we only see the back of it and you only hear the sound that's a pretty good scene because it's pretty brutal I have that in my notes as a favorite scene of mine but also least favorite mm-hmm. uh, because that is uh, arguably the most effective scene in the movie but it feels a little mean because she's, yeah. she's watching over Sean like, like, she's, like that's her own kid basically and she's the only one of these teenagers yeah. who isn't an asshole. Yeah, and she's the one that dies, like mm. screaming for life, like just like it's so bad. It is it's so cruel. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's too much. Had this movie been the harsher version we're talking about, it would have fit more. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's just brutality, <laughs> which is doesn't doesn't sell. And we're talking about a brutal scene that also features no blood, by the way. Oh, yeah, there's no blood in that scene. She just gets... I don't think there's any blood in this movie except for one scene. Uh, okay, it's it's on the boat with that, that chick and her boyfriend, right? And he falls off? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then he, he's hanging on to the side of the boat. He comes up for a quick second, 
and it gets pulled down again, and there's like you it gets like a quick second of blood. blood. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? I I don't know. Maybe the studio was like tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> the last move. Okay, this is hilarious because think about this. We we're talking the last time, like how fucking dark it is that a kid mm. gets eaten and then a geyser of blood. Yeah, there's just out of the blood water. shooting in the air. And it still doesn't feel as mean spirited as a scene where there's no blood mm. and you see it happen from behind the shark. So you don't even get the full shot of her entering the shark's mouth. Yeah. And it feels meaner here. I wonder mm-hmm. why that is. I don't know. There's another scene of cruelty in Jaws 4, which we'll get to. Jaws there's 4 is just couple of... fucked up. Jaws 4 is a really weird movie. We're going to have a lot of fun, though, because there's a lot to laugh at. That, that I wanna, I'm looking forward to, to talking about more than I am watching. That's the thing. Like this, The next two movies are really bad, but there's a lot to laugh at in them. Um. It's just uh, these fucking movies. Also, I guess we should point out this is the only Jaws movie where the shark doesn't blow up. Yes. And that is also a cool kill. It's a cool kill, but it's also like set up like so lamely. But I guess, I mean, I'll give it a slide because the, the, the air tanks in Jaws are set up pretty like, you know, you mess around with these things. They're going to blow up just so we know <laughs> that that's what all, that's what's going to happen. And we only see this power line once <laughs> in Jaws 2. So, yep, there you go. <laughs> this movie also, it lacks, it lacks a, a, both a Richard Dreyfus and a Quint. Like, this movie needed a scientist character, and it needed, like, a Quint-type character. Like, Brody's fine, and Roy Scheider does a really good job. I love the scene in it when he just freaks out on the city council for not listening to him. Um, he's like, I'm not going through that again. Uh, which is, I guess, his feelings about the movie just coming to the surface. <laughs> um, but the only, like, like, there's no Quint at all. They don't even try to replicate his character. Like, there's an old guy in this who's, like, kind of a seafaring dude. But he doesn't go anywhere. And the one scientist who shows up is treated with such derision. And, like, is constantly, like, shitting on Brody. It's such a bad scene. You know that you know the woman I'm talking about? Yeah. Um sorry, I was drinking water. But I'm, well she's like, you know, she's like Brody's like, some fish took a bite out of this fish, and she's like, Orcas are mammals. And you're like, fuck you, lady. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, it could be a shark. How should I know? I'm just a marine biologist. Like <laughs> it's such a bad scene. Like, she should have teamed up with Brody. Yeah, like, that could have been cool, too. So you have him trying to go after the shark by himself, and he tries to, you know, get another little ragtag team of assholes together. But Mm -hmm. no one just fits the bill. Like, one, because no one believes him. And two, just because you can't rebuild that sort of connection, like, for an audience, not just, like, in character. I mean, in character, I'm sure that'd be difficult, too. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean one of the last guys got like ripped in half in front of you basically. Yeah. And then the other one uh, you thought was dead. And it's just, there's a whole, whole like sub layer of things that would have to go right for that. And so you can make that like meta textual, like the movie can't figure it out and the characters can't figure it out. And you, yeah. you have to close it off properly. You can't just like have it 
be a waste of half an hour or anything. But that would have been interesting too to see Brody go through that. Like he doesn't want to be deal with this by himself, and then he has to. Yeah, it's at least different. It's be, it, it's, it, there's all this shit there for a great movie, and just no. <laughs> I also there's a there's a there's a horrible shot in this movie. Like after we meet Brody and kind of get caught up with what's going on in his life, where they just cut to the water and you just see the shark fin. It's like, hey, remember, there's a shark in this movie. Like, no shit. Like, why the fuck is that shot there? <laughs> it's the least intimidating shot in any horror movie ever. <laughs> That's a bold, bold statement. It's just, I mean, I'm just talking about it's such a downgrade from Jaws 1. I mean, Fuck. Mm. Don't understand why Jaws one is great. Watch Jaws two. Yeah, like I, okay, this is a broad example, but I watched the Book of Henry last week, and I think everyone should watch it because if you love movies, you need to know how to make one. Mm-hmm. And what that movie shows is that even if you don't know how to make a movie, you can still find funding. Colin Trevorrow is an example of a director who literally does everything wrong. I mean, I don't think I've seen him do a right thing in a movie yet. I mean, he's a guy in like a couple years, he's going to make us, he's going to elevate the Star Wars prequels. I'm not even joking. He's not a competent filmmaker. He has no instincts at all. It's just watch, but I mean, I would also recommend watch his movies because he's he's trying to copy other movies. All his movies are that they're either a franchise film or they're trying to be other films. So watch his stuff and you will understand why other directors are better. Sometimes you have to watch a bad action movie to understand what makes a good action movie. Exactly. It's an educational experience. I mean, Jurassic World will like. Jurassic World made me realize that Jurassic Park is like a great movie, honestly. Did you not realize like, that always, before? I always loved Jurassic Park, but I never could tell if it was just like my love for monster movies. And then Jurassic World was like, no, Jurassic Park is like genuinely, it's how to do a fucking movie. Just, and Jurassic World is how to do it all wrong. <laughs> I mean, holy fuck, man. I God, we got to get him off Star Wars. I'm sorry, people. I'm derailing this, but we got to stop him. <laughs> we got to do anything. Find any dirt on Colin Trevorrow ever. We have to get him off of Star Wars. Apparently, he's a really nice guy. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. And no offense, he might be a nice guy, but he's got something under the surface. Because all his movies have a genuine hatred of humanity in them. Like... It's below the surface. There's something going on in the back of his head. I it, 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 <laughs> any filmmaker, you you get, like you can't judge a guy based on his work. Like I like as much as I hate Zack Snyder, I do think Zack Snyder's a nice guy. And I just I just don't like his movies, you know. I it but <laughs> Colin Trevor, there's something up there, man. There's something wrong. It's it's like I would be weirded out to be around him. I I like, don't leave me about... don't leave me alone in a room with Colin Trevor. <laughs> I want to talk about Book of Henry after this because I, I have things to say. I don't want to derail this anymore. Um, 
I haven't seen it. I know what's in it. I haven't seen oh, it. It's but the most amazing thing ever. I will watch it, but not in theaters. Fair. I'll just wait. It's just, but fuck. Do you want to talk about how Jaws 2 is a slasher movie? Yeah, that was my, I was trying to find a segue, but I had nothing. So thank you for that. Uh, yeah. So Jaws 2, there's this whole uh, discussion that I was just recently introduced or recently introduced to. And uh, that it helped set the stage for slasher movies after the 70s. And I think that's an interesting claim because it has like, it's all the tropes are there. The, the dumbass teenagers, um, the excessive amount of kills that don't really mean anything. Uh, the creativity in some of the kills, not visually, just in, in concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then this is also the same year Halloween came out. And it's not like slasher movies didn't exist before this. So I don't want to like just shoot down that debate and say like it's stupid. I, I just don't agree with it. I, I, I don't think Jaws 2 helped bring in anything, but I think it fits the bill for one. Yeah, I think that argument's bullshit. Okay. <laughs> um, no offense to the people making it, but uh, I don't want to sound like too much of a dick. But it's not totally understanding uh, either genre, or at least how they developed because um, Jaws 2 is a monster movie. A lot of the tropes of slasher films started with monster movies. You know, body count. All the stuff that we praise slasher films for started in monster films. Dumb teenagers. Don't, like, teenagers doing shit they shouldn't do and then getting killed. It's just, you know, when monster movies were out, they couldn't, there wasn't, like, excessive gore. And what scares audiences and the idea of a monster changes in the 70s. Monsters go from being actual monsters to being human beings. That's all slasher films really changed. Like, slasher films were like, let's do monster movies, but the monster's a human being. And that kind of started with Psycho. um, Where it's like, here's a scary fucking human being. (laughs) And then, you know just got more and more ramped up as we get Texas Chainsaw and Black Christmas and Halloween. And it just became a new template. I mean, because suddenly we have to, you all slasher, slasher movies are basically an offshoot of monster movies. I would argue the, the the key difference is that you have to explain the psychology of a slasher as opposed to a monster. A monster is usually driven by something very simple. Like either just food, or it's like it, you're, it's a, related to some sort of ancient curse or some bullshit, or it's just it's nuclear radiation or something. But a slasher needs to have, be driven by something psychological, and so that's what differentiates the monster movie from the slasher movie. And so Jaws Two is just a monster movie, and it hits all the monster movie tropes. It just happened to come out at a time when slasher films started to you know, come out. And there you have it. Yep, there you go. That's the slasher film debate. <laughs> Interesting idea, but just watch monster movies. <laughs> watch all the shitty mummy movies from the 30s or 40s or whatever the fuck. They're all slasher films. Just with a mummy that just chokes people. <laughs> it's kind of a boring slasher thing just oh yeah it's boring as shit but it's that's what it is (laughs) it's it's you know people being like i don't believe in no mummy and then the mummy kills (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then in jaws 2 oh there's not another shark out there brody 
Uh, Shark killed a bunch of people. (laughs) Fuck. What else else is there even to talk about for this? Um, I don't know. I really don't. There's not much. Uh, Shark gets electrocuted. There's one girl in this movie that never stops screaming, and I wish that she died. Um, oh, yeah, she's like not... left till the end. Yeah, she left. She gets rescued. She is one of two that are is immediately rescued. The other two have to wait. Oh wait, there's one really kind of fun scene in this movie, which is Jaws versus a fucking helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a kind of fun moment. I don't know. I I don't think that's fun. I I, I think the boat I think... is more fun. I think it's a moment that maybe should have happened later in the franchise. Like when you're like, fuck it. Now Jaws has superpowers. <laughs> like you have them like fucking fighting helicopters and fucking planes and shit. Like, because, but I like that it's, you know, it's not just like when Jaws attacks that, uh, the, the, th- the thing that sucks about that scene is that there should be tension leading up to it, but there's like absolutely none. <laughs> It's just like a long, boring scene of this guy being like, okay, tie this around this, and then do this, and then I'll help you. And then there's like no feeling that the shark is going to pop out at any moment. You're just like, well, let's wait to see what happens. And then the shark does pop out and yanks under. And then the cool moment is just that when the propeller starts hitting the water, it starts shooting debris at the kids. Oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. It should have hit one of them, (laughs) but whatever. Um, so there's a fun moment, I guess. I mean, that's that's also the thing in the movie, just like, oh yeah, that's cool. But this should have also happened to add tension. Yeah. Um, also, one of the teenagers in it was in the movie Christine. So there's that. Oh, which one? I don't even recognize. One of the guys with glasses. I he's just I don't know I don't remember the actor's name. He was in Christine. He's the he's the guy who gets possessed by Christine. Oh, cool, cool. Um. So yeah, there you go. That's, there's there's that movie. There's Jaws too. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry you have to watch it. If you did, you don't have to, I guess. But yeah, no, you don't. It's a, it's a good if you want to understand filmmaking a little more. Because I'm very much I I like the thing I realized as I'm getting older. I like craft in movies a lot more than just like ideas. Like, your movie can have very simple ideas, but if it's done really well, I'll like it. Um, I don't need a movie that's trying to fucking conquer the universe mm-hmm. or, uh, and fail, which I think a lot of movies do. Or like A lot of, movie, a lot of critics today, and I, I use critics very lightly because it's usually guys with blogs, but um, they, they, like, they praise movies for having ideas in them. <laughs> And I'm like, motherfucker, it doesn't matter what ideas are in the movie. It matters how you execute those ideas. And Jaws is a perfect example of executing all your ideas. Jaws 2 is an example of executing all your ideas poorly. Yeah, they should do like, I mean, I'm sure someone in the planet has done this already. But do like mm-hmm. a film class just on Jaws and Jaws 2. Like not an ongoing thing, just like present both of them. And then you can just break them down and look at what's right and what's so clearly wrong yeah. in between them. No, there's a, cu- there's a couple movies you could do with that, you know? Like Jurassic Park and Jurassic World is probably, honest, that's probably better than this. 
Um, I would really watch those two back to back and you you'll learn a lot. I, I have more to that's, say on Jurassic World because that ties into my Jaws 3 stuff. Okay. But that's so be on the lookout for that at the time of recording. No, when these are released tomorrow. There you go. Well, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Oh my God. Got We're in the middle of Shark Week. Oh, Michael Phelps was taken out. <laughs> <laughs> what a tragedy. <laughs> I bet he could outswim a shark. Or, I hope not. <laughs> Why else would I watch? <laughs> Uh, okay, well, John... It's like you, you go to the air show to see the plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Jaws 2 sucks. Uh, really quick, off the top of your head, what other shark movies would you recommend in place of Jaws 2? And that's not Jaws. Oh. That's not the first Jaws. Oh, oh, that's a tough one. Okay, because I got On the two. Shallows. Yes. The shallows, of course. Um, shark movies. Oh, Deep Blue Sea. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, Deep Blue Sea. Watch Deep Blue Sea. That's the dumb, fun sequel to Jaws that never happened. Like, it's dumb. It's very dumb. But it's a lot of fun. But it's, like, incredibly dumb. <laughs> but it's a dumbness that you can get over. It, there's a lot of dumbness in other movies that are just roadblocks to entertainment. Um, yeah, so Deep Blue Sea, that's a good one. Um, also, check out Orca the Killer Whale. <laughs> Not a shark movie, but... It's kind of a shark uh, movie, because it was clearly made it, just because of Jaws. Oh, yeah, it was uh, Dino De Laurentiis. Also, <laughs> Dino De Laurentiis uh, produced the 70s remake of King Kong because of Jaws. And his big thing was, they were like, why, why remake King Kong? And he's like, because in Jaws, nobody cry when the sharks die. <laughs> <laughs> in King Kong, everybody cry. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, Dino. <laughs> and both those movies kind of suck, but, you know. Orca's got a score by Neil Morricone that's fucking awesome. Oh, there you go. That's a reason to watch it. And one of the most traumatic scenes of my childhood ever in it. There's a scene in Orca the Killer Whale where a baby orca fetus gets killed. I'm not making this up. Oh. And I saw this when I was five. <laughs> and a, a whale gives birth to a stillborn orca fetus. And they just show it happen. <laughs> I saw this as a child. It, it's some, somewhere deep in my brain. It still haunts me. So check that out. <laughs> All right, watch watch Orca, not just yeah. two. Watch yeah. Alligator. Alligator's awesome. <laughs> okay, I, I think we're we're done here today, I'm Matt. Off the, I'm off the rails, but <laughs> Matt, where, working... where can the people find you? Um, Emperor OTN at Twitter.com. Reelect Mayor Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you could find me uh, on Twitter at. President Diego, D-E-double-G-O Waffles, uh, writing at audiences everywhere, yada yada, links on Twitter, so many things. Uh, continue with Shark Week, links will be down below, there'll be a playlist probably set up too. Oh, this one was tiring, not not as fun as I hoped. The first job yeah. was fun. Uh, the next two will definitely be fun because those, those are fun disasters to talk about. Oh yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about the fact that 
fucking SeaWorld agreed to make a horror movie in their park. <laughs> oh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, yada, yada. If you didn't like it, like and subscribe anyways, because you might find something you do like. We've been professionally unprofessional. None of man's fantasies of evil can compare with the reality of Jaws. Jaws. <laughs>